What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. And grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I am your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It was my favorite thing to do. Hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it is still one of my favorite things to do. Hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest. This week is no exception. All the way from Austin, Texas, Dylan Jarbo. Ah. Hey, good morning, everybody. I uh, took the wrong train to get here. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at right now. It's somewhere in Times Square. I'm looking for the M&M factory or whatever they have. Right yeah, there. the M&M store. What's yeah. up, dude? It's good to be here, man. Again, I uh, took the wrong train. Sorry, I'm very late. Very late. About an hour late. Yeah, about an hour late. But yeah, in New York time, that's like 20 minutes or something. Yeah, well, and it's also interesting because I always schedule the podcast 30 minutes before I tell the guest or 30 minutes after I tell the guest to be here. Oh, okay. So if I told you 1130 because it was scheduled for noon. So when you're like, when you text me at like 1120 and you're like, hey, it's telling me it's going to take an hour. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, that's impossible because I know where you're coming from. And then turns out you put in 251st Street, yeah. not 251. So you were going to go all the way like to the edge of Manhattan. There's too many streets. And then you got on the wrong train and I was like, that's okay. We got time. We got time. And then luckily here at Gotham, they're very uh, accommodating. They're like, yeah, you guys Thank can you. stretch it a little bit to get Thank the full hour. So Dylan... I know Dylan from Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. uh, we were comedians there. Shouts out. Shouts Flamingo out. baby. Duval County. Duval. I grew up in St. John's County, but no one asks. No, no one, one knows that. Yeah, you got to say. It's, it's I grew up in Ormond, but everyone's like, where? I go, Daytona. And they go, okay. Yeah, I got oh, that. Oh, okay. Because yeah, no one knows where Ormond Beach is. So I wanted to have you on because you are visiting New York. Mm -hmm. You're doing you're doing some comedy stuff up here, hanging out with some friends. Scott Sandlin, friend of the show, is one of your best buddies, and he lives here yeah. now, so you've been crashing with him. So I wanted to, because it's your first time on the show. It is, yeah. Which was a shock to me. <laughs> yeah. Only because I started the show in Jacksonville, and I right before I was going to have you on, you moved to Austin. I did, yeah. You were like, fuck this show, fuck you, I don't want anything mm -hmm. to do with it. I said I'm both out. of those before I left. When I, when I loaded my Ford Focus up, I said, fuck the show, fuck Brennan Tassif, I'm out of here. <laughs> And I'm gone for good, but I, I come back. Yeah, and now you're in New York, and I was like, oh, that's I'm perfect. New York, baby. We'll have you on the show. I want the listeners, since it is your first time on the show, and mm -hmm. you and I go way back for many years, but I want the listeners to get to know Dylan. Uh, just like, because you obviously we met doing comedy in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. uh, we met through Scott. And then not only that, but then you moved to Austin to pursue comedy. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it last night after mm -hmm. uh, Dylan had a couple of whiskeys, but pursue. maybe yeah. maybe uh, move to New York eventually. Yeah, but. hopefully. Yeah, once I get the f subway system down, I think I'll be over here. <laughs> this is it was only your third time on the subway. It was my third time. I still have my subway face ready, just 
yeah. look at the ground AirPods in, and that's kind of why I admit, uh, It's kind of <laughs> why you got on the wrong stop. train. Because I want to look cool the whole time. Just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they're sitting across, and then it's a guy. I've never been in a city where people don't want to talk to each other that much. I, I love it. Yeah, because we're from the it's South. Great. Yeah. Where people always want to chit-chat. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. How you doing, baby? Yeah, yeah. 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 Not in New York. Mm-mm. In fact, it's almost – I wrote a bit about this, but it didn't really translate. But I, it's like in the South, I was always perceived as an asshole for minding my own business. <laughs> but in New York, if you don't mind your own business, you're an asshole. Or you're on drugs. Or, yeah. Like yeah. if you're like, hey, what's going on? People are like, mind your – like fucking back off. Like mind your business. Do you not see the AirPods? Yeah. Do you not <laughs> – AirPods are in. I'm I out. told you, man, it's camouflage. That's do not disturb in real life. That is do not disturb in real life. I'm on airplane mode in the subway. <laughs> Very That's well put. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, before we get too far into any of the crazy stories, mm-hmm. I wanted to get to know you, because you and I have never really talked about this, but how did you even get into stand-up in the first place? Oh, man. Uh, I worked in a warehouse on the west side of Jayville. Shouts out. Shouts out. Uh, packing boxes. It was like a... Well, whoever does the receipts for Starbucks, and I would just put them in a box for 10 hours a day. Oh, my God. And then podcasts came into the, the frame. Yeah. And then all Because the you're – how much younger are you than me? How old are you? Uh, I'm going to be 30 on Thursday. Oh, yeah. That's the big 3-0. That's 3-0, right. baby. Yeah. So just did that. And then so how old there? were you when you uh, discovered podcasts and stuff? She, I was 22. Okay. 21, 22? Yeah, yeah. 22. Very tra- transitional. I was supposed to be a train conductor. That Were you was, really? Yeah. I was going to work for Amtrak. I was going to be Amtrak. How? How? Why? I just had like a – my whole family worked for the railroad. Oh, okay. That makes more Barely sense. Barely graduated high school. Didn't want to join the Marines. So they're like, this is, you know, going that. And then I <laughs> – Didn't want to join the Marines. I didn't want to join the Marines. I couldn't do any pull-ups. I was on the football team. I had a 2.0 GPA, and they're like... You played nose tackle. We talked about this last night yeah, on the sports show. 165-pound nose tackle. I went to school with Darius Williams. Shouts out. Shouts Place out, for the Darius Jags. Williams. He didn't get a single sniff of an offer, mostly because I was the nose tackle on the football <laughs> team. And they, they saw my little ass running around. They're like, there's no way there's anything... Nobody on this team is... Mm-mm, no one's going to do shit on this football team. They're all going to sell insurance after this. And then... So like I was gonna I was there like no not Marines I'm gonna be a train conductor because everyone else in your family was in the railroad mm-hmm. most of them yeah and so except for the smart ones yeah. what is but what does that trajectory look like to become a tra- like did you actually like after you graduated from high school you're like okay now I got to go do this after I graduated high school everyone was happy that I graduated high school yeah and they're like the sky's the limit after that <laughs> you made it out alive you so. made it out you didn't <laughs> didn't go to jail yet. And then it was like, okay, no, no Marines. And then they're like, okay, well, hey, you could be a train conductor and then work your way up and drive the train. That'd yeah. Be fun, right? And so I was like, okay, I guess that's just what I have to do. And then in between that, I had a warehouse job. And I was just like back and listening to the podcast. So what podcast were you listening to? Do, do you that. remember? I mean, the original. Uh, this was 2016, so your mom's house, JRE, yeah. all that shit before it, you know. Yeah. Blew up, blew up. Well, I it's I, the reason I ask is because I was listening. I had the I had a similar foray into podcasting where I found it and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Let me find yeah. it. 
But mine were like your mom's house back in 2012, like when they first started. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And that's how I discovered like Matt Folcheron and uh, all the, like, and obviously Tom and Christina. And like, it was weird because, and I bring up Matt because he's been on the show like four times. He's one of my closest friends. We had a podcast together, The Power of How. Check that out. But it, it's weird to like listen to those. Because then it's a, it's a one-sided conversation, but you almost feel like you know these comics. And yeah. at the time when I was listening, nobody was that super famous. I remember DMing Tom like on Twitter <laughs> and he would like respond. <laughs> and now like I like if I ran into him in the street, I'd be like, hey, man, big fan. And he'd probably just look at me and keep walking. But it's a weird thing because like it's almost like how this podcast – like how this podcast is only a couple years old. So if people reach out to me, I automatically am like, hey, what's going on? And then if – God willing, this thing blew up into a huge thing. I'm sure it would change my life and even change kind of me as a person. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear you say like you were listening to your mom's house and JRE. Even even though it was five years after I was listening to that stuff, it was still in its like beginning stages where it wasn't what it is now. And that was only like yeah. seven or eight years ago. And now it's like the biggest thing. Like, I mean, Rogan, I don't listen to a ton of Rogan, but I know he's got like 16 million downloads per episode which is insane for a podcast not far from this honestly no uh, yeah You're i mean there we're, we're like right there <laughs> so you were listening to this stuff and you thought i could do stand like oh, you knew yeah. about stand-up through the podcast like you didn't actually well, listen to stand-up it was one of those things where like they'd be like riffing around and i would th like i'd be like what would i say in this and then I'd think of it and say it in my head, and then 10 seconds later, someone else would say that same line and get a huge old pop laugh. And I'm yeah. Like, okay, so you were like thinking in your head like how you would riff on something, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. would do it, and you were like, oh, I could, mm. I can hang. Yeah, and then Amtrak called. They're like, we got you. You're going to be there. And then I went, I did my first open mic at Hourglass. I remember Hourglass. Hourglass on a Thursday. Walked in there, did it. At 22? At 22. 2016? And they're like, this is before, they're going to ship me off to conductor school in Delaware. <laughs> and then they're going to go up there. You have to see how funny that is because you avoided going to the Marines, but yeah. then you still say, shipped off ship me off to, boot to conductor camp. school. They're going to ship me off to, to boot camp, Delaware. I was going to go up there and do it. And then they're like, hey, yeah, if you have any, uh, you know, charges you've ever gotten in trouble it's cool just let us know and write it down had you gotten into any trouble at this point yeah i had gotten arrested when i was 18 okay what'd you get arrested for uh it should have been a fat old dui i i blew like a one three or something but uh they saw the haircut and i i cried and point I cried. one three yeah 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 because if you blew a one three you that's not physically possible that's over a hundred percent of your blood would be alcohol hey that's you know be all you can be <laughs> That's the army, not the marines. Yeah, it all blends together. But so you got a DUI at eighteen? No, I didn't get a DUI. I got lucky. I cried and promised to join the navy, and they're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna give you possession of alcohol because I had a frosty four loco sitting right there." Yeah. In the so for everybody listening, Jacksonville's a big navy town, mm -hmm. so a lot of the cops, not a lot, but some of the cops and stuff are all former navy mm -hmm. people. Yeah. So all three of them. Well, let's set the scene though, because this is actually interesting. Because you didn't actually send me a solid list, so we're gonna use this as one of the stories. Oh yeah. What happened? So driving around. Had when a did you first start drinking? Um, my first drink ever when I was, <laughs> I was five years old, my parents made a pitcher of margaritas and I thought it was a milkshake. I thought they made milkshakes. So I, <laughs> I, I chugged the whole goddamn thing. And I you got chugged naked. the whole thing? 
most of it. Yeah, I know. I got naked, ran around. I was like, that was was a tasty milkshake. My first, like, drunk drunk was probably uh, 15, 16. Okay. And that was through high school? Like, with friends and stuff, party? Yeah. We got got hammering to watch the Jersey Shore when Jersey Shore was, like, Oh, I remember. I, I have a bit about that where people say, like, it's not acceptable to not drink. Like... To drink by yourself is not an acceptable thing. And I go, I don't drink by myself. I turn on Jersey Shore and I drink with the boys, man. Um, but when – so when you said we watched Jersey Shore and drank, was it like a house party? Was it just you and a couple buddies hanging uh, out? It was a house party of me and another guy. They lived in so my was, cul-de-sac. Okay, yeah, so it was yeah. just another buddy from high school? Yeah, yeah. And, then and what was the plan to drink? Because you have to think about this it stuff. spur of the moment. Oh, was it? Did we you were, go upstairs and take it from your I mean, parents? They were having so much fun. On the, we were like, man, that, that looks like cool. I would love to yeah. go out and wear a bedazzled shirt and just fist pump and fucking get damn. Beat we the like, beat up, man. Yeah, beat the beat up. And we were like, I was like, my parents have like damn gin thing. Like drank a it. bar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, drank it, got super drunk, and then I threw up on the couch. Uh, next day, mom comes out. She goes, did, did you throw up? I was like, oh, I ate a lot of ham. And that was, That's what you like, said? Yeah, that was it. We did eat ham, but it, you know. So she bought it, she or bought did it. she know? She bought it, yeah, for, okay. for the first one. <laughs> so then fast forward two years, what are you doing? Are you out at a party? Are you going home? Are you going to a party? Like, how does this happen? Oh, God, depressant state, yeah. Okay. I mean, barely graduated. Barely, my, my so you're out of high school at this point? Bar- like two months out of high okay. school. Two months out of high school. Still living at home? Still living at home, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, there was no college on the horizon yeah. at all. I mean, there was FSCJ. Call you know, my name. Yeah. They wanted me, but yeah, <laughs> they wanted me. They, they want me. everybody, man. I mean, the Marines, FSCJ, anyone that requires a, a neck tattoo. Yeah, they, they wanted me. <laughs> that, but yeah. So I was just like driving around, drunk, you know, as you do when you're so, sixteen. But what I, what I want to know is because you're you're at eighteen at this point. Oh yeah. Are you um, are you like going to a party, or are you just kind of like nothing's really happening? I'm, so you just getting drunk driving around. Uh, I went to an ale house. Okay. So, the, you yeah, know, that was, that that was the beginning of it. And I was like, well, I'm not 21 yet. Still, did you, were you get... able to drink at the ale house? No, oh, okay. no, no, no. I didn't have that pull yet. I had a fat baby face. But, yeah. You've been working on it. Been working Growing on the beard. But, yeah, I was driving around, had a four logo. I already drank one of them. And I just had one, another one queued up. You know, maybe yeah. some girls would come along or something. Yeah. <laughs> Pop it open, and then uh, I thought someone was. Uh, I thought someone was tailgating me. I was like, "Fucking who the fuck? Do they know who I am, man?" I was, yeah. uh, nose tackle, nose Creek tackle, football, baby. baby. They don't know who they're Creek fucking. Creekside. <laughs> I, th- I thought I did this cool move where I would drive off the road and then drive back on. <laughs> so they'd see like, "Don't mess with this guy. He's, that guy's crazy. He'll drive wherever the fuck he wants in his mom's Ford Focus." And then so I drive off the road, drive. That person's like, "Oh." Goodbye. And then I see beep, beep. Oh, so that person goes around you and then there's a cop right behind you? <laughs> and then and then they're like, hey, uh, what was that maneuver? And I was like, Did the person, you know, I, I felt threatened. And they're like, okay, uh, wh- what's that right there? And I had a, I had a, I had a jeep for people to – gravity bong. Yeah. So like a Wendy's cup with a, a, a plastic uh, water bottle. Yeah, yeah. Out there, Put the socket, gravity, yeah. I, had that, I was like, that's my gravity bong, sir. He's like, oh, no, not that. What's next to it? And it was a watermelon four loco. And he's like, oh, we're all over the place here, aren't we? I was like, 
I was like, I'm just trying to get home. And then they pull me out and they're like, so where are you at? And I was like, uh, I just, I left my girlfriend's. I didn't have a girlfriend. I yeah. left Dale house. I was just trying to be like. <laughs> so would you, yeah, you left, you, you told me you left your girlfriend's yeah. house. You were on your way home. Yeah. And they're like. Uh, were you actually on your way home from Ale house? Or were you just kind of driving around? Yeah. yeah you were just kind of. Anything to avoid talking to my parents. <laughs> like that's just what I was going for. Yeah. And they're like, okay, um, you've been drinking? I was like, I, the classic, like, drunk pullover. I was like, I had one beer. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure? I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, all right, buddy. We're, uh, so did they t- give you a full test? or what? They, Oh, I blew, yeah. So they, they had you blow. 0.0013. Yeah, yeah. Was, mm, and they were mm, like, all right, so this is not great. They're like, this isn't good for you. And I was like. Yeah, but you, you started know, to cry. No, not not till uh, <laughs> not till they're like, all right, you know, this is you're 18, right? I was like, yeah, I just graduated. Uh, I was on the football team again. Had to like, yeah. throw that in there, and they're like, okay, um, you got someone to take your car. You got you're gonna take a ride. I was like, yeah, and then no, I didn't. I don't think I cried until I was like driving there. He, it was super white privilege. They let me sit in the front. <laughs> Oh, so they actually took you in? Yeah, well, they took me in. Yeah, yeah. I spent a night in jail. I mean, yeah. Dude, who came to pick up the car? Oh, my dad. So you called your dad yeah. and he came to get it. The reason daddy. I ask is because I've gotten two DUIs, and the first mm-hmm. time they were just like, "We're towing the car." I was with someone mm-hmm. that I worked with. It's a. I talk about it in the one man show. It was a total weird. How I got the DUI is kind of crazy because both DUIs, thank God, I there was no accidents. There was oh, no yeah. like speeding. There was none of that. The first one I got pulled over because they were following me from the bar. Like they knew I was hammered. Uh-huh. But I didn't – the only law I broke was I was stopped at a red arrow and then it turned green. But I was kissing the girl that I was in the car with. Mm-hmm. So I didn't notice that it had turned green. And then when I saw it, I went and they said I hesitated, which is what gave them the right <laughs> to pull me over. And I was like – Come on, guy. Like, obviously, I'm driving so well that you had to get me on a technicality. And the second one I Hesitation, got- Hesitation, that's the technicality? Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah, that's what they got. You didn't, you, you weren't aggressive I wasn't enough. swerving. There was not, mm-hmm. none of that. In fact, it was such you a- You thought about it. Yeah, I just, it's just because I waited and they go, oh, well, that's, uh, you can endanger other drivers by being stopped at a green light, which I mean, I guess is true. But then the second one I got in a parking lot where the car, like, I wasn't even driving. The car was just in a parking lot. But um, I say all that to say, like- the first one, they impounded my car. Like, no questions asked. They were mm-hmm. like, we're towing this and impounding your car. And I was like, like, we're, they, like I pulled into a 7-Eleven. I was like, come on, guy. Like, this is 24-7. Like, can't you just leave it here? And then the second one, I ended up – I got locked away for, like, almost a week. And this happened in a really? Walmart parking lot. But it's uh. Walmart in the south. So they don't fuck with cars in the parking lot. Yeah. So I showed up a week later and my car was sitting right there. Mm-hmm. No tow, no nothing. And I was like, nah, fuck yeah. They probably cleaned it too while you were gone. No, not yeah. at all. But so for you, your dad comes. Is your dad pissed? He's yeah, he, he had the dad who's like, be strong. Oh, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> I went, I went I mean, I it was super white privilege shit. Like I sat in the front. I, I, they told me to join the Navy. Yeah. I went, I went had my own little cell. Did, did they end up booking you? Yeah. It sounds oh, like yeah, they booked yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you actually ended up getting the DUI. No, I, I didn't get a DUI. It, on oh, yeah, my you record, said they got possession. possession of alcohol, yeah. technically. I, there was some uh, thing. If you're under 21 and you uh, blow whatever, 
you get a little like yeah, but it's not technically a DUI. But well, otherwise, Amtrak wouldn't have won me. Yeah, that was that would have been a big. So what thing. ended up happening after this happens? Um, so then fast forward, you're 22. Amtrak calls yeah. and they're like, "Hey, we're ready." You bring up the DUI thing. Do you end up going to? I end up doing an open mic, and they're like, "Hey, like whatever record, whatever, just let us know." When okay. Would, but I'm just like on the application. I got to the point where I was like about to hit send. I said, like, "All right, this is. I guess this is gonna be my life for forever." Yeah, comedy's just done. I had done. So it you had like only done one open mic. I did one. like two. I did uh, Hourglass and then Rain Dogs. Yeah, shout out Rain Dogs, longest shout running open Dogs, mic in baby. Jacksonville. How Chris did, Buck, friend of the show. Like, felt good. Felt good about it. Yeah. How did the first one go at Hourglass? The first one, I got some chuckles. Yeah. I got some laughs. Did Billy. you say it was your first time? No, no, I did straight up. That's uh, a fucking pro move, dude. <laughs> I, I, uh, I still I, say, I've been in New York for two, two and a half years almost, and I still go, oh, like, I'm brand new to New York. Uh, no, no, I, 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 I don't. Did, I, did, I, I talked into a fucking lint roller so many times. I, it was like a speech. Yeah. I just memorized everything. And like, <laughs> so you just nailed it. I did okay. As far as like the lines that you had already prepared. Yeah, I didn't have any riffs. I didn't have any cute little <clears throat> off the cuff moments. And then you, it hit you hard enough in your soul to where you're like, I kind of want to do this. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was cool. And then I did another one at Rain Dogs, and it was just happened to be like a super hot crowd. Yeah. And did like really good on that one. And then they're like, okay, send in your application. You're going to be a real, real boy. <laughs> and at the very end, I was like, I'm just not going to tell them about the four loco situation. <laughs> you wanted them to kick you out. Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, yeah for the parents. plausible deniability. Yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're doing. And then, then, then they they called back. They're like, "Hey, how come you didn't tell us you were arrested?" I was like, "Oh, mm-mm, I don't know." Whoopsies. Oh. And they're like, "Well, we can't hire you anymore." And then I called because my, you lied. Yeah. And then I called my parents. I was like, "They're not going to hire me. I don't. I don't know, guys. Sorry, it's just not working out." <laughs> And still just tell him, like, no, I don't want to do this. Are you still living at home at this point? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you call your parents and you're – instead of just being like, hey, I don't want to do this. I actually mm. found something else that I'm pretty passionate nah, about. I just went full <laughs> circle. <laughs> you went full baby boy. wasted so many people's time. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then that was it. And then they're like, okay, well, yeah, that this is – that's off. What do you want to do now? And I was like, I don't know, community college? And they're like, yeah, community college. So I went to college – to do stand up and not feel like you know. No, yeah. You know. So wait. So after that happens, your parents were just like, "Well, you have to figure something out. Yeah, like, like you have to like you're out. not just gonna live here and like yeah. jerk off and go to do open mics. You have yeah. to do something." Yeah. No. No. If you if you want to jerk off and do open like get rent, you know, yeah. on your own place. So I did that. So you and, ended up moving out. Yeah, I ended up moving out and went to UNF after that. Okay. Did you end up finishing at UNF? Yeah. Damn. I got a marketing degree that this I'll guy. never use ever at all, dude. Marketing degrees are good for if you want someone who knows how to do a PowerPoint So wait, how long after, because the timeline for me is a little uh, fuzzy. How long after um, the railroad thing, because that was four years in between graduating high school to yeah, the railroad thing. I was 22. So when, when, did you go to, when did you start going to UNF? 22. I went to FSCJ right after that. Okay. And so I was doing open mics. I was working in that warehouse still, and then I was doing class. Okay. But I still had that young metabolism. So you still, got, you still got, you knocked college out, a four-year degree you knocked out in like three and a half, three years. Yeah, something like that. I went to, like, before Amtrak happened, I lived in Tallahassee for, like, a year or two. Yeah. And just just, just, just a party yeah. or whatever. And so you went to Tallahassee right after high school? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. this, 
I want to talk about this because I find this fascinating. I don't know if this happens in the rest of the country. This happens a ton in Florida mm. because we have three or four of the biggest universities in the country, Florida, Florida yeah, State, yeah. Miami. Um, and then we have some smaller ones that are still big in comparison, like UCF, FSU, or excuse me, uh, USF. Like those are still big schools. Yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of people that I went to high school with who did not get into the certain universities or did not want to go to certain universities, <laughs> mm. but still moved to the college town with their friends that were going to that university that to party. So you yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah. I had never, I had never thought about this until like we all started going to college. And then I had friends who were like, Oh yeah, we all moved to Gainesville. And I was like, <laughs> wait, you got into Florida. That's like a super hard school to get into. And they're like, Oh no, no, no. But you a bunch of our lie. friends got into Florida. So we just wanted to party with them. So you did that? Yeah, I did that. Fucking, this is a this take us through it. T like I went to TCC. I, I mean, barely even tried, and then moved out there. So, but what was your mindset? Like, you graduate from high school. Are a bunch of your friends going to Florida State? Like, what was your yeah, mindset to go? Going to, to my brother went to Florida State. Everyone went to Florida State. Did you apply then, to Florida State? No. There, okay. There was no even shot at that. So this was after the four local incident. Four local incident of 2012. Yeah. So you graduate two months later. The four local incident of 2012 happens, and then they're like fucking you know figure it out and then i moved out to tallahassee did that for eight months nine okay. months were you staying on a couch did you move out there with a bunch of friends like how how did that work i was staying with my brother okay because so so he was I, going yeah. to florida state yes he was going to florida state so did you stay on his couch no i he had like I had a, a room, room. okay a room. yeah it was like four hundred dollars was he okay with that he was just like... Because how much older is he than you? He's two years. Okay. So two he was just older. like, yeah, come yeah. out, hang out. He wasn't partying. He was like an engineering... Oh, so he was like taking school seriously? Doing, yeah. What did you do when you got out there? I went out... Uh, I went to... I went to Pledge. I was like, I'm going to... <laughs> You're not even a part of the universe. No, I know. You still... You could fake it. <laughs> I didn't tell him that. Well, that's why I got... I went to like all the cool frats. Uh, like I guess it was like ATO or whatever. And then everyone's really sweaty on drugs and it fit in. And then I went to one and I walk in and they're like, hey, man, we, we, hey, want to talk to us and hang out? We're having a good time. And they're like, we really like you, man. You're cool. Yeah. We're going to give you a bid. And then I look over. So like, you oh. just don't mention that you didn't go to, you nah, didn't go to, I didn't yeah, it obviously. And then I look over and they're like, we want you, man. I was like, okay, this, these guys like me a lot. And then they, uh, they gave me a bid and they sang a little song like, bah, 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 bah. Dylan. And then I was like, wow, this is cool. And then I see another guy walk in. He gets a bid and he's wearing uh, jorts. And I was like, oh, oh, this is weird. That's not. This is not what I thought it was going to be. Maybe his, like, his dad was in the thing before yeah. or something yeah, like that. And, they and I see another guy get a bid and he had one arm. And I was like, oh. So this is just guy after guy yeah. coming in and getting bids. I was like, hmm. That's weird. And I see another guy get a bid, and he's wearing like goggles. I was like, "Oh, they're just taking anybody." Okay. Yeah, I felt really cool. Was what what fraternity was it? Uh, it was Delta Chi. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have been the coolest Delta Chi member. Fuck yeah, you would have. I actually was in college. So, so this was like a low level fraternity yeah, compared yeah, to all yeah, the yeah. other ones, like the Pikes and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, they were across the street from the Pikes. Oh, were they? <laughs> the only reason <laughs> I know the Pikes up. is because that was that was a bigger one at FAU, but. There was only, yeah, it's funny, the only guys, only the like three people on the football team were actually in a fraternity and it was all special teams players. It was like oh, the yeah. kicker, the punter and like the long snapper Everyone were with a the part. brain injuries. Well, right. no, it was because of that thing where it's like as athletes, we were like, we, we're not joining it. Like we are our own fraternity. Like we're football right. players. Like we don't need a fraternity. But the three outcasts, as you would say, on the team, the special teams guys, 
are the only ones that joined a fraternity because they like, you know, the, as football players were like, yeah, I mean, technically you guys are, I mean, I didn't say this cause they were on full scholarships, but, and I wasn't, but like they were kind of looked down on. So those were the only ones that joined a fraternity. Uh, yeah. So you end up pledging or you get a bid and then do you end up, do, what happens? No. Are you just like, Hey guys, actually, I, I after I saw the jorts, one arm guy goggles, I was like, mm. but I still, I can't say no to people. So I, I hung out there for a week. And then like, all right, you have to like send us, you know, the bit and the money. And um, I was like, <laughs> that's when you're like, I'm out. My dad got laid off. Sorry, guys. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> Back to Jacksonville very soon after that. I wasn't going to be there very long. So when you get to Tallahassee, I keep wanting to say Florida State, but you went to Tallahassee. Yeah. You didn't go to Florida Tallahassee State. Tallahassee Community College. Uh, were you, because your brother's in engineering. Yeah. So he's not going out and partying. So mm -hmm. did you just. Dylan Jarbo on his own, like, let's go find some stuff to do. Yeah, pretty much. So were you, like, finding parties? Like, take us through, like, a day. Like, you'd get up, you'd go to community college for a couple classes, I'd and then what up, would you do? I'd get up, go to community, or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Come home. I, I got into, like, working out. I started getting buff, dude. Where were you working out at? Gold's Gym across the street. You love Gold's Gym. Yeah. You're still a member of Gold's yeah. Gym to this day. Started taking creatine for no reason. There's no reason just to take creatine. No, it just than, pumps water into your yeah, muscles. It's just to, just so to look. But again, 22-year-old body or fucking, what was I? I was 19 body. Just, get, just for no reason at all. And then moved back home and it all. But when you're in away. Tallahassee, are you like going out every night? Are you drinking underage? To. Like, are you going to parties? Yeah, I was. Because uh, the reason. Cake stand. The reason why it seems so easy to me is because. When I was a senior in high school, uh, the class before us, a lot of them, not a lot, like four or five of them went to the University of Florida. Mm. Um, and like guys we were on the football team with who happened to also be international back, like in the IB program and were really smart, a few of them went to Florida. Didn't play football there, but just went to Florida. So I remember as a senior in high school, we went to a party at the University of Florida. Oh, yeah. And it was, and I had just kind of started drinking at this point. Um, cause I didn't drink till I was a senior in high school and I just like started like drinking. And I remember going to this party and just like, I got blackout drunk. Like I, I was on the beer pong table. Like I won like 10 games in a row. I'll never forget one of the wide receivers who was a year older than me. His little sister was there who was a year younger than me. And I had like the biggest crush on her. Oh, and I, yeah? and at one point to try and like show off that I was cool, I peed on the beer pong table and was like, I'm the champion. This is my table. And then that woman never spoke to me again. It was a mess. And then I just blacked out the whole ride home. But I say all that to say like these college, like you don't have to have like a student ID or anything like you, like you no, did, you, you could just up. show up. Yeah. So were you just walking into parties? Yeah, you know, I knew people who went to Florida state. Yeah. You so said I a bunch of people I'd went fall there. around them, but it was, you know, I try to think like, I, were there any crazy parties that stick out in your head while you were there for that eight months? Yeah. There was one where someone showed up with like a decommissioned ambulance. Oh really? Yeah. And it was, wee and that was it and then <laughs> other than that it was just normal getting fucked up yeah stories just the you, real drunkness didn't start till after 25 okay so let's there, fast yeah. forward then so then you get into you move back home mm -hmm. you start doing stand-up and then the amtrak thing falls apart you kind of self-sabotage that yeah, on purpose so what is your decision so now you're going to fscj and then you end up going to unf and yeah. the whole time you're doing mics yeah because you and i met in 2018 
Oh, yeah, okay. Because that's when I came back into comedy. So I went to rehab in 13. I was doing stand-up from 13. Oh, I started stand-up in 09, and then there's – the listeners know. There's a bunch of drinking and drugs, so I would take mm-hmm. breaks. Like six months I would take off, then I'd get back into it for like three months, and then I would take another six months off and then get back into it for six months. And then there was a point from 2015 to 2018 when I relapsed and I did not touch a microphone except like one or once or twice in that three years. And then I got sober and came back into comedy in 2018. And that's when you and I met. So you started doing comedy in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then we met at Rain Dogs, I think through Scott in 2018. Yeah. So at that point, you had been doing comedy almost two years. Yeah. The first six months... I didn't really do a lot because I, I wrote my first five-minute set, and I did it and went well. That's the one you did in the lint roller? Yeah, and then and then I didn't think you were allowed to do the same. I thought you had to write a new one every time. <laughs> it was just so stupid. So like the I did it. It went well, and then I didn't come back for another like four or five months. Trying to write a new one? Yeah, and then they're like, where have you been? I was like, I thought – like I, I, don't, I couldn't think of anything. They're like, you could just – Keep, do the same thing. Keep saying it. And now, yeah. How did um how did the Scott friendship come about? Because you and him are are really close now, and oh, I know he's man. a couple years older than you. Did you guys meet doing stand up? We met at uh, Dahlia's. Okay, do so doing stand up. Yeah, doing stand up. Scott has always been a, a popular guy. Yeah, and a lot of us aren't at all. No, you know, a lot of us are very antisocial. Hey, I mean, I have friends, but I go out of my way to let them not know. I'm doing comedy at yeah. all. Unless something cool happens. But other than that, they're like, why don't you tell us about yeah. it? We actually talked about this. this. There's yeah. uh yeah, there's people in your life where you just don't tell them. You I don't tell them. Up. Parents. Fun parents fact, is, yeah. Dylan on his hinge profile doesn't even put anything related to stand up on there. Mm-mm. That's a red flag. Especially in Austin too, because they're yeah. gonna think I'm unvaccinated. They're gonna think I'm a piece of shit too. Yeah. I have a picture of Scott and I doing stand up and people they're like, Oh my god, are you doing karaoke? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I'm doing karaoke. Yeah, it's a karaoke thing. Night. So you guys met at Dahlia's. We met at Dahlia's. Scott's popular guy. So it's always just us talking to each other. And then yeah. all of a sudden we have like seven or eight people in the crowd. And it's all just his finance friends. Super yeah. cool. So we hang, we're hanging out. We do the mic. And we go to Hop Tanger after. And uh, I don't know if I should say this. But yeah, he throws some cocaine at me. And then... <laughs> Ever since then, we're best buds. Okay. But it's more than that. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you didn't have to say that part, but that's that's cool. Yeah. No, that's what I thought about it. <laughs> I was just like taking a pee. I was like, oh, like, this guy's cool. And then he goes, coming in hot. And then over, <laughs> over the little like divider, I was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to get along great. And then that's just, bit. love you, Scott. <laughs> oh yeah one of his episodes was literally called back to bogota <laughs> yeah, yeah he has no problem talking about that kind of stuff um so then you guys just became super close after that super buds man super yeah because you guys started a show together and everything we did yeah the flamingo that That's i remember that was the hand. first so i talk about this a lot but um Christina, Brian, and Marcus were probably the three people when I came back into comedy. Marcus, probably the most, but Christina and Brian Ziola were right there too. Christina Shriver. Yeah. They uh, kind of welcomed me back in with open arms. And Christina, uh, kind of, I kind of knew from when I, because when I went to Jacksonville in 2013 to go to rehab, when I got out of rehab, I started doing mics again. So I knew Buck, obviously. And then Christina, I kind of knew through the mics. And Marcus at that time was already living in Orlando. But we kind of like our past kind of crossed. So when I came back in 2018, 
Marcus was like a real big proponent. And so were Christina and Brian. But I say all that to say, I remember the second like show that I got booked on when I first came back was the Flamingo show. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh, Scott shit. and I had become like that. pretty close, like very quickly Scott and I became yeah. close because you and Scott came into the mix when I was like on my sabbatical. So I had done comedy. <laughs> yeah. So from 13 to 15, I was doing mics and stuff while I was yeah. sober in Jacksonville. And then I relapsed and I was out of comedy. Uh. And then you came in in 16 and Scott came in in like 16 or 17. Yeah. And so we had never crossed paths. When I came back in, Scott and I ended up getting really close and you and I got close. And then I'll never forget, I came back and like probably two or three months into being back into comedy, you guys booked me on Flamingo because you guys didn't, I'm sure you guys had no idea. Like you're just like, oh, we see Brennan all the time now. He knows the older comics, so he must've been doing this before. And then you just booked me on the thing. <laughs> but I'll never forget, I was like, I, we're fucking doing it. We're yeah. doing it. We're doing shows. How'd you, how'd you feel? Did you do well? Oh, no. I bombed. But yeah. yeah. Did you bring a lot of people? Uh, the first time I did it, I brought a bunch of people. And that actually, that set went really well. The second time I did Flamingo, I'll never forget, there was a person in the front. I was doing a darker bit, but it, it's not that bad. It's like not nearly as dark as some of my other material. And someone in the front went, ugh. And I, and I torpedoed my whole set. I was like, oh, if you think that's bad, then – and then I went into like, you know, friends ODing and like I have bits about that and like suicide. I have bits about that. So I went – so when they went uh, to like me talking about like drinking, I was like, oh, I'm going to fuck your day up. And I just went as dark <laughs> as possible and torpedoed the whole set. Yeah, we, we used to try to do like a fun little skit at the beginning. Yeah, you guys like, always had fun doing that show. <laughs> it was like guess a uh, guess fact about our lives. We lost a virginity in a Wendy's parking lot. Like, which one was it? Who was it? It was me. <laughs> yeah. How old were you? Uh, 16. Okay. 17. Yeah. Wendy's parking lot. Wendy's parking lot. Yeah. Four for four. Right in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you start doing stand up. And then what? Why Austin? Because you were one of the first people to go out there. I know. Because now there's been a giant exodus where everyone's out there. Yeah, I'll but be the first to move out there, too. Yeah. Fuck Austin, Texas. Nah, so, but I remember because this was January of 2021. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, what oh, happened? Man. So, you oh. had been doing comedy at that point five years. So, let's go back to the hinge situation. So, this okay. is, this is going to, this will take us back to like 2020. Okay. So we we all had COVID and, uh, you know, dating was whatever. And then we all were locked up. Oh, yeah, because you guys were all single during mm -hmm. that. And I then, was with Savannah at the time. So. I was like, I would, girls kind of looked my way. Oh, yeah, because you really. guys used to buy blue shoes from me. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, of course. That helped me out. So like, Carry them in the backpack. We were all locked up. You ever up, need them. Whatever. What, I was doing okay. And then they released everyone. We were like, okay, you're allowed to go out. Yeah. And, you know, dating got way easier. I don't know what it was with just like being inside, but women just like took a took a toll to us. Yeah. And then so I did that. I started dating this girl. Her name was Heather. She was from Miami. Um, Shout out Heather she, from Miami. She, no, fuck no, that bitch. Don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, never mind. So at first I was like, oh, this is like a girl who would bully me in high school. Yeah. But but now we're like dating. Because now you're sleeping together. Now we're sleeping together. We're in the same bed. And uh, so we're like dating, it's going well. I'm like, oh my God, this like, it's like pop. I wasn't pop, I wasn't too popular in high school. But yeah. then like this girl's talking to me and we're hanging out, having a good time and then like dating and we're like kissing and hugging. And then I see like, she gets texts all the time from Trisha. And I was like, shit, oh, that's weird. 
we were hanging out. I was like, she never brought up Trisha. I don't know who that is. Yeah. And then, and then one day she goes to take a shower. I was like, I'm gonna, yeah. You're going to check let's this. Let's take a look. Yeah. And then it wasn't Trisha at all. It, it was, was just a, a fake name. It was uh, her ex uh, fucking. No, it was uh, a guy she worked with. It was a Puerto Rican chef, 41 year old Puerto Rican chef. <laughs> and they were sexting. And they were sexting hard, too. yeah, like like dirty, dirty. I was like, I didn't know you did all that. <laughs> so like, I was like, like, so this is October, twenty twenty. I was like, oh, this relationship's going well. Who's tricking? Yeah, no, I'm not just gonna yeah. Are you, you guys aren't living together or anything at this point? Mm-mm. right? Okay. Mm-mm. So what happens? And I go through. I, I was like, hey, because um, you're not good with con- I, like you and I are both. We don't like confrontation. Mm-mm. So how did you handle this? At first, I was like, "Who's uh, who's who's Trisha?" She's like, "It's a friend." And I was like, "Really?" I know that. Yeah, it's a friend. I know, like, I, like does it I know, know that I response. fully know yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that I response do, well. That's but, super like, defensive. Stick into it. I was like, "Is it a friend? How like how do you know?" I'm like, "I, I don't know." Like, why are you at like yeah. now? Now, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. Now I'm asshole. Yep. All of a sudden, like, whoa. That happened to me with you? my ex. Yeah. Why? Why? What's what's your deal? And I was like, you okay. catch him in something, and then they're like, like "Where'd you mind meet? your own business?" Where'd you meet? She's like, "I don't know." Like, wh- where's this coming from, or whatever? And I was like, "She's like, I just met her." How long have you guys been together at this point? This was three months. Okay, mine happened after four years. Like a we lived months. together. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, hey, why did this happen? Don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, man, that means you're a fucking liar. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, yeah. Is So you work together? Did she, did she, did she want to bend you over to or whatever the fuck there is? <laughs> yeah, well, you just repeated the text back. And she goes, I, I, and then now I'm an asshole. Yeah. And crying, crying, crying. Still wanted to be with her after that. You did? And so I'm like, she, she didn't physically... Yes, she did. If they're sending the text that she has. Yeah, I know. But just this, like, this is like a guy who grew up in high school, like, insecure, and now one of the cute girls is talking to me. No, I know. I understand Now I grew up into creatine and, like, have a beard now, so things are different now. (laughs) But, like, when I was in high, when I was in middle school and she was in middle school, it was, like, You guys would have been on opposite ends of the spectrum, man. But I'm like, okay, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. (laughs) And then... Even how she kn- knew him, she lied to me about. She's like, uh, we used- he was a server or whatever. And he's and I not. Like, I don't think that's true at no. all. But I knew where she used to work. And I uh, I did a lot of investigation to her phone. And someone kept talking to Chef Jonathan. So I was like, oh, that's not – he's he's in the back of the house. Yeah. He's the back of the house throwing Fucking dick savage, at the girl, yeah. man. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to know. I went super uh, investigation, Spectre Gadget. I called the restaurant. What? <laughs> yeah, I called the restaurant. I was like, I thought I knew his name was Jeff. No, what did she say? She said his name was uh, Ryan. I was like, is there a Ryan in the back of the house? They're like, no. Yeah. They're like, why are you calling? I was like, I just, I just want to know. I talked to Ryan. They're like, do you want to, are you looking for a job? Do you want to apply? And I was like, yeah, I want to apply. And they're like, well, he's like, oh, well, I'm the GM, so if you want to talk to me about, like, so we went through a full, like. You went through a full application process <laughs> to try and get to the bottom of who she was having yeah. sex with. So he's like, so it's like, he's like, what's your experience? So I was like, oh, I worked at uh, Gator's Dockside, you know, I was a fry cook there, and then, uh, you know, I'm working my way up. I heard you guys had, like, <laughs> like a good kitchen over there. And he's like, okay, like, what are you looking for? And we just, like, negotiated pay and everything. <laughs> He's like, what are you looking to get paid? I was like, well, over there I was at like $14 an hour, but hopefully, you know, you guys have a lot of volume. So uh, I'd like to do like 15. He's like, okay, well, you know, 
we could work our way up to that, but we got to see you. Do you want to come in tomorrow? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll come in. He's like, okay, we'll work you on uh, salads and then <laughs> you'll get up there. Uh, so what's your name? I was like, I was like, I'm Travis or whatever. And then yeah. at the very end, he's like, okay, man, we'll see you tomorrow. And it's, it's a good, and at the very end, I was like, wait, who's the head chef's name? And he's like, it's a, it's, it's, it's Jonathan. And then it'll finally clicked. I was like, oh, she's fucking that guy. Yeah. And I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. And you're clicking. You just never showed up. <laughs> so I wanted like a full. Wow. You did a full <laughs> interview. Half job interview. Yeah. That's it was manic like behavior. Yeah, I had worked in uh, like kitchens before, so yeah. I was like, "All right, so what do you guys do? Like, on like what? What's up? Just throwing out lingo, what's yeah. Side work, like, like yeah. What's uh, what's what's yeah? What's the what's the <laughs> spec pick of time? Like, so what anyway, are we talking about? That went awry, and then at that time, Rogan and Tom Segura moved to Austin and hit my yeah. buddy up, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I need to leave Jacksonville," and he's like, "Just come hang out." Who was who was living out there at the time? My buddy. Uh, Is it someone we know, like a comic? No, he's not a comic. Oh, okay, so it was just comic. you had a friend. We're all musicians, that, too. Yeah, from you had Florida. a okay. You had a music friend that was living out yeah. there. Yeah, and he said, "Yeah, why don't you come?" Because when you told us that you were moving to Austin, it was kind of not a shock, but we were just kind of like, <laughs> you were kind of like, "Yeah, I'm out of here," and we were all like, "Wait, what?" Because <laughs> I did like this whole drawn out process and did like going away shows um, and did this yeah. whole thing. You were just like, "No, dude, I'm out. <laughs> Bye." I hate a goodbye, dude. I hate. I. It's a thing of like with me as like. Comedy, like look at me, attention, but I don't. Yeah, know. yeah you're kind of a you're. Loki. Well, and I'm. It's weird because mine got screwed up because Savannah and I were supposed to move in 2020, and then COVID happened. Like we literally had everything set up, and then COVID happened, and it was off. So I had gone through this whole process of like, I'm leaving, guys. See you later. <laughs> and like I set up all these going away shows and everything, and then the whole thing got shut down. <laughs> And so then I was in Florida for another, what was it, 16 months? Yeah. And then finally when we were actually leaving, I was like, all right, now for real this time I'm leaving. But with your situation, yeah, you handled it like way more nah. mature almost. You were it, just kind of like, yeah, I'm leaving. Bye. No, it came through a breakup. I was just like, I get the fuck out of here. And so then, when you get to Austin, because you and I have talked about this a little bit, but I want the listeners to know because this is an interesting world. And you and I were talking about this yesterday. But – New York has so many clubs. So there's right. thousands of comics here. Like I was telling you yesterday, I've been here for two years. I go to mics all the time. And sometimes I'll go to a mic or be on a show and I won't recognize a single person. And I'm like, mm. how is this possible? But there are so many comics. But there are also a lot of clubs. You moved to Austin and you're a very good stand-up. We all know that. We, we were all very happy for you that you were moving, especially because you were getting in on the ground floor. <laughs> And you get there, and then I want you to tell the audience what you were telling me about how there's only there's not that many clubs, like, and then there was a huge boom in the market as far as comics moving out oh, there. Oh yeah, the beginning of Austin felt like a. So I went to a new high school where they just built it, and like here everyone. So that's what it felt like. It felt yeah. like a new high school was built, and then we're all at the same level. And then like the so, when cool everyone kids. gets there, you guys are all kind of at the same level. Yeah, and then the cool kids kind of go over here, but we're all still hanging out together. There was no, there was no clubs at all. Actually. Yeah, when you first got out there, Mm-mm. yeah, because the creek in the cave, I don't even think was out there. No, yet. No, that didn't go out there yet. So we all just like showed up, all go to the same open mic. Because at this point, Rogan and Tom and all of them were talking about moving to Austin, but I don't think they were there yet. Or maybe Rogan was there, but the club wasn't built. Yeah, nothing was built. Yeah. Nothing was nothing was going on. So this was like the beginning of 2021. There, there wasn't shit going on. Yeah. Kill Tony had just gone out there. So like all of them were established and were just kind of setting everything up. Yeah, because they were doing that at Vulcan. 
Yeah. Or they were doing that somewhere. They were doing it at this place called Antones. Okay. And it was just like this little blues bar. And we, we, we'd go sign up. We'd sit on the curb. And they'd be like, Kevin Smith. Kevin. Yeah. Go to, it was super sloppy. Now it's like fucking. Now it's super professional. Mm-hmm. So when you first get out there, like you said, everyone's on the same level. And then people start to break. Yeah. And other people don't. Yeah. I remember seeing Hans Kim. I was going to say, you don't have to say names, but... Oh, yeah. I love Hans. No, because you've opened for Hans. Yeah. I remember seeing, like, I'd watch him park his van in front of the open mics. Oh, yeah, because he was living in that van. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just fucking, boop, right to the moon. Yeah, to the moon, baby. I was going to say, if you're going to talk shit, you don't have to say names. Oh, I'm not talking shit. I love Hans. No, 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 yeah. Hans gave me more money in a weekend than I've ever made in, like, whatever, six years before that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so then... All these people start to take, and we saw it with, uh, or I've seen it with uh, Cam, because uh, yeah. Cam was on the podcast when he was visiting New York, and then he did oh, Kill yeah. Tony and blew up, and then all of a sudden, uh, yeah. I started getting all these emails from YouTube, like, "Hey, this episode from a year ago is getting like all these views," <laughs> and I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> and so oh, then I yeah. looked into it, and it's because Cam Patterson was on Kill Tony, mm-hmm. and if you Google him, like my podcast is one of the things that come up. So I've noticed that people have moved out there and gotten traction. Yeah. But for you, because you, you, it was interesting the way you talked about it because it was one of those things where like certain people are like starting to take off, like Hans Kim, like Kim Pat, yeah. like a lot of these guys. But then you said for other people, it just turns into like uh, fucking Lord of the Flies, mm-hmm. like Mad Max, mm-hmm. because there's four clubs. Yeah. There's not that many mics. You said there's maybe six mics a day. There's there's six or seven. But there's a th- there's thousands of comics. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. So you guys are all like fighting like to get spots. Obviously. I know it wasn't always like that. We were uh, real gentlemen. Like at the beginning, everyone was just like, oh, we're all in the same sphere. But now all these people moved. To, to Austin, I think it's after the the mothership opened. Yeah. Really, everyone started coming. They're like, I'm just going to do DoorDash and live in my car yeah. and make it. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. And, well, also a lot of them suck. Too. Yeah. So, that's another it, problem, too, is... But that's any that's any scene. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, we it's were talking about delusional. that last night, and, and I'm I'm the first one to say I'm not the most prolific comic in the world, but it is interesting because... In New York, if people move to New York, it's because they're probably one of the better comics in their area. Right, yeah. The problem is what area – not even the problem, but just the difference is what area. Like I was lucky enough – we were lucky enough to come from Jacksonville where there's some big hitting comics mm-hmm. who push you to be better. But then there's some people who come from a scene where it's like there's nobody – like there's one open mic every couple of days. Like there's no yeah. one pushing each other. Well, I mean it's not that they suck, but a lot of them like I, – I grew up in – Wichita or wherever, and I I love they, they moved there without ever doing an open mic. See, that's insane to that, me. Yeah, I don't I don't get that at all. And maybe you have your own reasons to leave wherever you grew up at, but I wouldn't like completely without even trying it. Well, I know, and I know bit. people who who've done the different routes. Like uh, Maddie Weiner, who was on this podcast, she grew up in the Carolinas and started doing comedy. Like she skipped her senior prom to do stand up. Like she's. <laughs> And then she went to Chicago, and then from Chicago she came to New York, and now she's passed at the stand in the cellar, and she's been on the show before, and she was talking about it, but it's like she like started it and then went somewhere bigger and then went mm-hmm. to the biggest place. But like I meet people who same thing you're talking about. Like there's yeah. we do this uh, industry room um, at Broadway Comedy Club, and it's just it's a basically a bringer show, but it's it's for people to like get stage time. Mm-hmm. 
And it's interesting how many people go on that show and you'll be talking to them in the green room and they go, oh, yeah, this is the first time I've ever tried comedy. Mm. And I'm like, this is where you want to do it? (laughs) Like, seriously? Like, this is the first time you're going to do it? Like, you don't have anything prepared? So for you, you're in Austin and you're meeting these people who are just like, yeah, I love Rogan or I love Segura and they moved out here. So now I moved out here. That's very recently. Uh, When when – we all moved there. A lot of the people were kind of just starting. They were at least like a year in. But now... But you had five years under your belt. Yeah, when you got I had there. been doing it for a minute. And then fucking now, all of a sudden, I don't know what it is with like the mothership opening, but so many people have moved, never tried it or did it a couple times. Or like, wow. I'm just going to figure it out in Austin. And they're eating, they're learning. The and they're, well, and they're also just taking stage time from other people. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. just clogging everything up. No. So what's happening with an with a with the usual mic? Because you live near that area, so you mm-hmm. can kind of get to them pretty quick. I'm very interested to know, like, is it online signups? Do you no. does like everyone fight at the door to get like they, jockeying for position? Like, how they, does it uh, work? They f- they throw down a lit. They like someone has their notebook. Boom. It just like Black just, Friday. Yeah. Just right <sighs> after that, everyone's coming through, hitting each other, hitting each other, and then they're like signing up their buddies, and then when they get up. They start bombing, of course, like we all, and then yeah. they're like, get defensive, but like, well, fuck this, man, I don't care, and then that's it. And like, oh, thanks for thanks wasting. for wasting everybody's time. <laughs> wow, exactly. But you know, that's not the whole Austin scene. That's just my Obviously, perspective. Yeah. I mean, I got there at the fucking very beginning, but still, there's people who grew up, did comedy before COVID in Austin, who were yeah. I've like, got a SB Rivadanera, a good friend of mine, on this podcast, and she did comedy in Austin yeah. before she came back to New York. Yeah, and they hate all of this. Yeah, <laughs> like it was a totally – because she talks about the Austin scene before any of this. Yeah, and I great. know it because my cousin who introduced me to stand-up moved to Austin like 10 years ago or maybe it was like – yeah, maybe it was like seven or eight years ago before any of this happened. And he's like, no, there's a huge scene here already. Right, yeah. And then like Rogan and Tom moved there and everyone's like, oh, now there's a scene in Austin. It's like, no, there's been a scene in Austin. Like what are you talking about? So yeah. you got there when before any of this happened, and now it's just mayhem. Yeah, there's a lot of very talented people there, and they've uh, passed me up considerably. They're all doing very well. <laughs> and I'm still at the ground floor, and then the people. It's like a, I feel like a. I got held back in first grade, and they're all in middle school already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know that feeling. I do. I do finger banging, and I'm still like with the dude. I I'm 35, and then had to start over when I moved to New York doing mics and stuff. And I'm doing mics with like these 20 somethings, which I a lot of them are my good friends. They've been on the show. I love them, but it's just weird because they're like doing shows all the time, and also it's because I work at the restaurant at night, uh, so that really clogs up my schedule. But it's like I'm looking around like. Wait, these people are like already like way past me, and they're ten years younger than me. And like I've been doing this for ten years. I'm like, what's happening? Well, I mean, here's the thing with stand up, man. A lot of people, even in Jacksonville, who I remember, who were very popular, very popular right out the gate. Yeah. Are uh, quit. Yeah. Ended up quitting. And I'm not kidding. So it's like a long, it's a, it's a long game. It's a marathon for sure. We got to play the long game. But I remember a lot of the people in Jacksonville, here's the thing about like doing comedy in Jacksonville is you could just quit and just go back to your life. But all these people in Austin like moved and have a lease yeah. and they're like, it's well, the same I'm thing in New York. It's like, check I'm, it out. You know, I'm going to keep going. Sometimes you don't have to keep going. <laughs> yeah, if that's the message anybody learns from this podcast, sometimes you don't have to keep quit going. Quit your dreams. <laughs> Dude, this was so much fun. Oh, we done? Yeah. Right. We're just about at that time. Plug everything, uh, social media, any dates you have coming up in Austin? Uh, 
Dylan Jarbo um, on everything. I'll be uh, I'll probably be Amtrak if you're watching this, guys. Please just give me a second shot. I I, I came clean the first time, but I, th- I really think I could be all I can be in the Amtrak community. But other than that, hey guys, uh, I'll just thanks for coming on, dude. Out. Appreciate it. 165 pound nose tackle. I got back down to 165. Pounds, I know you've man. lost a ton of weight, dude. I lost. I didn't realize you blew up so much when you moved to Texas. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I was all water. I was all water and creatine and fucking sodium. Yeah. But get a crock pot, guys. It'll change your life. Change his life. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much for listening at Brennan T. Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one-man show, X Drinking Buddy, which we'll be releasing on YouTube for everybody to watch in January. And subscribe on Patreon. We'll talk to you all next week.